Good morning. I want to welcome you uh, and thank you for joining us as we continue going through our study, our daily devotions, going through the entire book of the Bible in a year. This morning, we are looking at the prophet Zephaniah. Uh, not a lot is known about Zephaniah. Um, I'll kind of give you just a little bit of what was going on during the time that he wrote uh, his prophecy down. Zephaniah was a prophet during the reign of Josiah. Now, Josiah was a good king. He had brought a lot of uh, reform to Israel. Israel had um, long been an idolatrous nation, and they had long looked all over the world for satisfaction and not to God. Josiah came in and brought reform to the nation, but even though there was reform coming from the top down, it had not completely eradicated all of the idolatry and all of the wickedness in Israel, in Jerusalem. And even uh, Josiah's heart itself was prideful. Uh, in fact, it becomes prideful, and in the end, Josiah is killed on the battlefield due to his pride. And Zephaniah was a prophet during this time, and he saw all of it coming. He was having, um, he was having uh, prophecies from God, and this is just a collection. These three little chapters are just a collection of his uh, prophecies, of his poetry, and, and of his, his telling the nation of Israel what's going to come. Uh, and it's kind of broken up into three different sections. The first section really is the day of the Lord's judgment on Jerusalem. Uh, and that takes place uh, from chapter 1 all the way through chapter 2, verse 3. And then uh, chapter, or, or, or the second part is the day of the Lord's judgment on the nations. And that's really chapter 2, verse 4, through chapter 3, verse 8. And the ending of it ends with hope. Hope for Jerusalem, hope for the nations, and it's hope in God. Let me kind of break down or, or kind of walk through some of these things with you. Uh, the first section, uh, the day of the Lord's judgment on Jerusalem, kind of opens up in this interesting, uh, almost a reversal of the Genesis 1 narrative where God is creating everything and giving order to everything. You see that I will, in uh, chapter 1, verse 2, I will utterly sweep away everything from the face of the earth, declares the Lord. I will sweep away man and beast. I will sweep away the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea and the rubble with the wicked. I will cut off mankind from the face of the earth, declares the Lord. I will stretch out my hand against Judah and against all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And we see it's this undoing of order. It's this undoing of what was created good. And it's specifically going to be brought out here in Judah and in Jerusalem. And so we see that going on. And it's, it refers to an army that's going to be the, 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 the cause of this undoing. But it's interesting that Zephaniah never actually says what the army is or who the army is. Now we know from other prophets that it's going to be Babylon. Babylon's going to come in and Babylon's going to undo and it's going to uh, bring judgment upon them. God's going to use them. And Zephaniah does not name 
the army of Babylon. And I do think it is because he is wanting to emphasize that this is not Babylon doing it. No, this is the wrath of God that's coming from him. He doesn't name an army. Rather, in chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, it says, Gather together, yes, gather, O shameless nation, before the decree takes effect, before the day passes away like chaff, before there comes upon you the burning anger of the Lord." Before there comes upon you the day of the anger of the Lord, seek the Lord, all you humble of the land who do His just commands. Seek righteousness, seek humility. Perhaps you may be hidden on the day of the anger of the Lord. He doesn't name Babylon. He says this, this judgment is coming from God. It's coming from the wrath of God, from the anger of God. As you read through it, it's not just Jerusalem that's going to get it. The entire world, all of the nations are going to feel the wrath of God. And that continues on and carries on through chapter 3, verse, uh, really verse 7. But then something happens. And it's very, very intriguing. Now in chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, there's a bit of hope. There's a bit of hope there. We know that the anger of the Lord is coming, but we know it is the Lord's anger. And so there is hope that God who brings about anger is going to keep His promise that this anger, this wrath, this judgment is not just chaotic, but it's intentional. And we get to chapter 3, verse 8, and it says, Therefore wait for me, declares the Lord, for the day when I rise up to seize the prey, for my decision is to gather nations, to assemble kingdoms, to pour out upon them my indignation and all my burning anger. For in the fire of my jealousy all the earth shall be consumed. And so we see God's anger is this burning fire. But then verse 9 comes along and we recognize this burning fire is not for destruction. But God has a different purpose in mind. Verse 9, For at that time I will change the speech of the peoples to a pure speech, that all of them may call upon the name of the Lord and serve Him with one accord. We see that this burning fire, the anger, the wrath of God is not to destroy, but it's to purify. It is to bring them out of the anger and it is to have burned away all the chaff and all the stubble and all the wood and all the hay and it's to leave there for the nation this people who is pure of speech, is pure of motive and is going to serve the Lord. And so we see in the prophet Zephaniah, the anger of God is going to pour out and it's going to pour out against all unwickedness. But this anger is not for destruction. It is for purification. And thank God today we still have an anger that burns against all wickedness and all unrighteousness. And the place in Scripture that we see God's wrath most fully realized is when He crucified His Son when He put His Son Jesus upon the cross, pouring out His wrath upon all wickedness and all ungodliness, which Jesus Himself took on. But that act was not an act to destroy. Rather, it was an act to bring about purification so that we can be made righteous in the righteousness of His Son.
So I hope you enjoy reading through this small little book of Zephaniah. I hope that you can understand it as you go through it, and I hope you see the big picture of the gospel as you pour over its words this morning. Thank you, and I look forward to being with you again.